Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Wednesday the 19th of July 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon, I've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed up 0.6% today to 7,324 points. That's the highest close in a month. The major banks led the way. ANZ, Westpac and Commonwealth all rose close to 2%. The energy companies outperformed, while the big three miners, BHP, Fortescue Metals Group, and Rio Tinto were lower. The retailers were mixed. Telstra was lower, while the tech and real estate sectors did pretty well. In corporate news, investors liked Ampol's latest trading update, pushing its share price up 4.6%. Fuel sales are up, so too profit margins at its Lytton oil refinery in Queensland. Australia's second largest gold digger, Northern Star, said this financial year might not be as good as expected, sending its share price down nearly 6%. That was the worst of the top 200. Story number two, Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers last night held a meeting with China's finance minister, the first treasurer in four years to meet his Chinese counterpart. Chalmers said good progress was made in the one-hour meeting. The two discussed the global and domestic economic outlooks while the detention of two Australian writers in China was raised. Chalmers also noted that Beijing recently had lifted trade bans on Australian coal and timber and conveyed our enthusiasm to remove duties on barley, wine and lobster. Story number three, Rio Tinto's iron ore division has achieved its most productive first half in five years and hopes to ship around 330 million tonnes of iron ore this year. That's the good news. The bad news is that a train derailment meant exports were softer for the three months to the end of June and Rio's share price ended down nearly 1%. While Rio's iron ore division is doing well, the country's third largest miner downgraded output forecasts for copper and alumina. Rio kicks off the June half-year profit reporting season next week and is expected to have made around $10 billion for the half. Story number four, Woodside Energy CEO Meg O'Neill has had another crack at the federal government over its gas policy, including caps on prices and the safeguard mechanism. O'Neill said prospective customers of Australian LNG now have doubts about the certainty of cargoes. She reckons she's being asked questions about it. She added that a mandatory code of conduct for gas producers on the East Coast, finalised by the Albanese government last week, was workable. She was speaking after Woodside posted a 29% dive in quarterly sales, its worst quarter since merging with BHP Petroleum in June last year. Much of that reflected lower prices. Woodside this week also said there were cost blowouts and delays at its oil project in Senegal. Woodside's share price rose 1.4%. And story number five, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews spent much of today defending his decision to drop the Commonwealth Games in regional Victoria, saying it was never an option to hold the event in Melbourne. The Com Games Federation had said a reason for the massive cost blowout of holding the Games from a little over $2 billion to $6 or $7 billion was the fact that they were due to be held in rural Victoria. But Andrew stuck to his gun, saying the money would be better spent on housing and hospitals than a sports event. Asked whether the decision could be compared to an episode of ABC's comedy Utopia, a tetchy Andrew said people could draw whatever parallels they liked. And they can. That's it for the afternoon report for Wednesday, the 19th of July, 2023. Michael Thompson and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Thursday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening.